Hello, listeners, and welcome to the first episode of Self-Love Isn't Selfish. My name is Olivia Hallinan Gann, and I am so happy to be talking about my journey to self-love. First off, let's define self-love. According to the Brain and Behavior Research Foundation, self-love is a state of appreciation for oneself that grows from actions that support your physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for your well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. I want to add that self-love is different for everyone. There's not one way to love yourself or care for yourself, and that's why self-love is an individual journey that is diverse in its ways. To let you all know, I'm not an expert at self-love. I do not have it all figured out, nor do I ever think I will. Many times I don't love myself or even appreciate myself for all it does for me. And that's okay. I don't think it's fair to expect people to be confident all the time and always feel this immense sense of love for themselves. That said, it's very important not to have a constant sense of self-loathing. So what is self-loathing? According to Very Well Mind, self-loathing or self-hatred is an extreme criticism of oneself. It may feel that nothing you do is good enough or that you are unworthy or underserving of good things in life. Self-hate can feel like having someone following you around at all times, criticizing you and pointing out every flaw or shaming you for every mistake. Now, in no way am I going to sit here and lie and say that I have never hated myself. I have, and for a long period of time, I thought I wasn't worthy of anything. If you feel this way, you are not alone. According to Do Something and the Dove Self-Esteem Project, 7 in 10 girls believe that they are not good enough or don't measure up in some way, including their looks, performance in school, and relationships with friends and family members, which perfectly leads into the next topic of today's podcast, perfectionism. Oh, perfectionism. My relationship with perfectionism would classify as a love-hate relationship. In some ways, I adore making sure my outfits, makeup, hair, room, meals, and so on are perfect. Once I feel that my work is perfect, I often feel confident and accomplished, but my work is rarely perfect. So in return, I rarely feel that sense of accomplishment or confidence, especially in school. When I'm constantly trying to do better than before and competing with classmates and overworking myself to make my work flawless, am I benefiting myself at all? According to Very Well Mind, a perfectionist is often viewed as someone who allows themselves no margin of error, no wiggle room for human mistakes or limitations. They expect the perfection of themselves and possibly others at all times and in all situations. Yes, perfectionism can help you work harder and have positive outcomes, but it can also be a very dangerous mindset. When I am doing schoolwork, I am often completing a paper or studying for a test to quote-unquote win. I want to do better than my peers, and I want to prove something to myself and the people I surround myself with. I want praise. According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, perfectionism often comes from wanting to protect ourselves. We want to protect ourselves from the pain of failing or not achieving what we had hoped to. Professor and author Renee Brown says, When perfectionism is driving us, shame is riding shotgun, and fear is that annoying backseat driver. When I do poorly on a paper, quiz, test, or really anything school-related, I immediately feel this immense pressure to do better next time, combined with a sadness that I'm just not good enough. I remember after working so hard on an English essay and not getting the grade I had hoped for, I cried in Archer's bathroom for about 30 minutes of the class. I then pulled myself together for the remaining class time and held in my tears until I got home, and then cried in my bathroom for the entire night. 
As you can probably tell, I was not doing too well. And now as we begin school again, this pressure is bound to get worse. Each year, my stress levels tend to increase with more schoolwork, more responsibilities. So now how do we stop ourselves from overworking and overwhelming ourselves? First off, I think we need to put away this all or nothing mindset. According to Psychology Today, all or nothing thinking can lead to depression because of past mistakes and anxiety about future performance at school or work. You do not need to always put 100% effort into everything you do. This is something I need to remember as well. Editing something over and over again is not really going to improve it, and you end up wearing yourself out, speaking from experience. If you need a break, take one. Along with that, something is not perfect or terrible. There are in-betweens, and you can just be good at or okay at one topic or subject. And your project or homework can also just be good. It is not perfect or terrible. Everything you do does not have to be perfect. This is a very black and white way of looking at things, which can be detrimental according to Healthline. Another helpful tip I have is making a checklist. When I'm working on a project or studying for a test, I like to make a checklist on everything I want to get done. This can include a one round of editing or having a peer read over your work. According to Harvard Business Review, if you write exactly what you want done, you are less likely to overexert yourself and overwhelm yourself with extra steps. My last tip, which you have probably heard a million times, is to practice self-care. According to licensed clinical social worker Jeanette Laurendini, perfectionists are often so focused on accomplishing more that they neglect to take time for themselves. Make sure to incorporate daily activities into your routine that help you relax and recharge, such as yoga, spending time in nature, reading a book, or writing in a journal. When I am studying or working on something for school, I need some sort of break where I can recharge every 30 to 45 minutes. This can be reading a book, listening to music or a podcast, taking a walk, a quick workout, taking a shower, watching a show, and so many more options. Find what you like to do and what helps you relax. For me, if I'm awfully stressed, I normally need a quick workout to just distract my mind. And if I want something to help me relax after working for hours, I like to put on a face mask and watch some mindless TV or read a very, very poorly written book. This is just what helps me and it will be different for everyone. That is all I have for you today. And thank you so much for tuning into Self Love Isn't Selfish with me, Olivia Helen again. Please remind yourself that you are worthy, you are continuing to grow, you are loved, and you aren't perfect, but nobody is, so that's okay. Please look out for the next episode of Self Love Isn't Selfish. Thank you so much.